This is the Tech Talk for Accountants show with your host, Andrew Lassis, where every week we have a new guest to discuss the latest technology, apps, tips, and tricks to help you improve your accounting firm. This episode is brought to you by Tech for Accountants, an IT firm that specializes in cybersecurity for the small accounting firm. Many of our clients used to work at big firms that had all this crazy security and then went to work for themselves, and while they knew it was important to have great IT security, they just have too many other things to worry about and don't have enough time to actually learn this stuff. What we do is help bridge the gap so that even small accounting firms have great security at a fraction of the cost of doing it themselves, and it's all done for you. We offer listeners to the show a complimentary IT audit and consultation. Just go to tech4accountants.net slash podcast. And you can book a free IT audit. Again, that's tech, the number four, accountants.net slash podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Tech Talk for Accountants show. I'm your host, Andrew Lassis with Tech for Accountants, IT specializing in the accounting industry. And with us today is Tad Stevens, who's the founder and director of CPEthink.com, offering CPE to CPAs and IRS EAs. He's also the founder of Microsuccessful.com, doing private label affiliate marketing. Tad, how are you? I'm doing great, Andrew. Thanks. Well, glad to have you on the show. And how about giving a little background on who is Tad Stevens and why are you here today? Sure. Um, easiest way is to describe how, how I got into internet marketing. Um, I was a large software systems consultant for about two and a half decades, uh, flew around the country, installed huge accounting and distribution software packages, uh, have a background in accounting, a background in economics, and then software, obviously. And one night, my wife was not happy with the CPAE that she was having to get at 11 p.m. for her 12 p.m. deadline uh, or 12 a.m. deadline. And uh, I made the famous statement that a lot of husbands will say, oh, I can do that. Um, and you know, it just kind of went from there. That was back in 2002. So uh, you had launched. been married for like a week at that point, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I hadn't. I was, I'm a slow learner. I, still uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I could think of some times where I was like, I could handle that. And then it's like, oh man, I shouldn't have. Oh man, I should have never said that. <laughs> but it, you know, it was just one of those things. Um, and she'd been a CPA for years. And uh, this was back before there was a lot of online. CPE providers. In fact, when we went live uh, after I made that famous quote, um, we were the fifth website to provide CPE online ever that there was at the time. Now, I think there's probably close to 200. But back then, uh, there just wasn't anything because everything was new. So and from there, I had to learn how to market uh, and sell things online, um, use Add platforms, use social platforms, things like that, and just got more and more into it and decided I really liked it, liked it better than flying around the country. So uh, I do that full time now. And I'm curious, what are some of the uh, early on mistakes? And I mean, the digital marketing world has transformed so much over oh, the last 20 some years. So, I mean, back in 2002, you could like spend money and get like a pop up ad that like froze somebody's computer and that was legitimate at the time. <laughs> And not not so much the case anymore where you're clicking X 700 times to get away from all the marketing. So what are, what are right. some of the mistakes you had made 
early on just actual mistakes, not even things that worked then that don't work now. We can maybe dig into that later, but probably the the biggest mistake that I made, and I should have known better because being in the industry that I was, being the the type of consultant that I was, uh, biggest mistake I made is I didn't think things would change that fast. And that has come back to bite me multiple times. Um, another mistake that I made was building something and then not being flexible, which is kind of the same thing. But I know you said not things that specific, but just to give the audience an idea of how it was back then and how it is now is back then, this was before Google AdWords, before Google had an ad platform um, to give you an idea is I could, I could buy clicks to CPE courses for five cents and I could sell a course for 10 clicks. So it cost me 50 cents to sell a course basically. Nowadays, those same clicks cost anywhere from eight to twenty dollars. And it's in, but the courses actually, the price of the courses has come down. So at the same time, while it's gotten much, much more expensive, much more crowded, much more competitive to, um, to market and advertise online, um, because it's gotten more crowded, prices have seen downward pressure. So it's, you know, you're stuck basically, but it has changed. And it is continuing to change. More and more people are coming in. Yeah, the Google Ads platform, I recall way back in the, well, around that time, I uh, had started a CD duplication company. And so I had this big tower and I would work with like uh, local bands and organizations duplicating uh -huh. CDs. I saw the writing on the wall liquidated in 2005, which is not a decision that I regret at all. <laughs> now, now, well like, done. Yeah. yeah. Someone got us a DVD the other day or like a year ago for my kid's birthday. They got us like Lion King DVD. And it's like, what do I do with this? We don't even have a DVD <laughs> I cannot player play this anymore. Thing, I <laughs> yeah. So, but at the time and we didn't know what we didn't know when it came to digital marketing at that time oh, yeah. because it was so new and there weren't like nurture sequences and funnels or if there were, it was very, very, very infantile, basic. like yeah. not, not the way that it is now. And a lot of the software things that exist now didn't exist then. So, I mean, it's, it was a different world doing marketing, uh, you know, 20 years ago, mm -hmm. but I, I recall I was getting, and I wouldn't bid on like, cd duplication because it was and so like a couple years after you this is when google adwords was new and and i think it was like 75 cents a click and i was like yeah but i could get local cd duplication for like seven cents so yeah. i'm just gonna do that we drive them to like the home page there isn't a dedicated landing page nothing you know it's it's so different now because if you jumped in trying to do that you'd just lose your shirt yeah you know, it's so Quickly. expensive to try to, and, and that's one of the things, you know, if, if you're trying to figure out organic SEO on your own and you're banging your head against the wall, your cost is time, which is a non-renewable commodity. However, right. if you're banging your head against the wall on pay-per-click, that is a very, very quick way to lose a lot of money really fast when you don't know what you're doing or you took a course that was it cost a whole lot less because it came out three years ago and it's not relevant <laughs> at all anymore it's like type in the keyword you want it's like yeah i know what to do 
And then it's like, oh, one click was $80 for not a keyword that applies to me. So it's it's interesting. The cost for digital marketing has gone up so much. And what used to just be, this is how you digitally market is now all like black hat stuff. It's like underground worlds of like PBNs or backlinks and all sorts of other stuff going on to make marketing <laughs> make marketing great again. It's like the opposite. It's, what's, it's, what's well, that? Make marketing bad again. <laughs> it's, it is the thing for me is it's hugely more complex and more complicated. And that is just because technology has increased, improved since then. And I mean, think about it. Back when you were doing the CDs and I was making stupid comments to my wife at 11 p.m., um, there, I mean, there weren't that many people doing it. No. I mean, think about, you know, if you could look back and you could see, you know, what were, what were internet sales back in 2005 compared yeah. to today? Yeah, I had a PayPal in 2002 and people were like, you're buying stuff on the internet? Yeah. I mean, you put your credit is, card onto the internet and buy is, stuff? That's crazy. And it's getting more. I mean, it's increasing still. I mean, and somebody, um, I didn't come up with this quote, but somebody, um, oh, it was a marketer, I believe, said it, that basically the thing that COVID did more than anything else, the pandemic, all of it, is it accelerated internet marketing 10 years in two. It just took 10 years worth of advances in internet marketing and compressed it down to two years because yeah. that's where people took their resources when they couldn't do in-person stuff. And that's where they applied them. So, you know, yes, it was happening fast. Yes. Change was coming pretty fast. And then it just exploded during the pandemic because that's where people went. And that, I mean, Think about how it would have been different if uh, if the internet hadn't have been as advanced as it was. I mean, remember Zoom uh, during the pandemic? Zoom got buried so much that they had to get more servers because they couldn't handle the load. <laughs> but that's that's just what happened is more and more people have uh, gone to doing online uh, work from home, you know, hybrid work, or in our case, um, or in my case anyway, um, Business online. My business is 100% online now. I, yeah. I will not leave my house, not because of COVID or anything like that. It's because it's inefficient. There is just yeah. no reason for me doing what I'm doing because it costs me money and time that I can never get back to go get in my car and drive to a business meeting and then come back. I can yeah. do it online. And ever, since so many people do it online, it's not an issue. Yeah. In 2020, so like March 2020, when we moved from the office to remote setting and it's like late March when you're mm -hmm. just not allowed to even leave your house. Literally, there's a, a picture online of um, one of my neighbors took it and it went viral of just two families outside talking to each other mm -hmm. in our neighborhood. And she took a picture and like posted it online. It was like, they're not social distancing. Oh my God. And it went viral. Like people were messaging him. It, it went on like the front page of like BuzzFeed or something like that. Of like, look at wow. these idiots talking to each other See, outside. That's a, that's a funnel. He needed something. That yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he wasted that great marketing opportunity. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But so, so when all of the meetings went to Zoom, though, I mean, 
we didn't know about Zoom burnout until about two months after. It wasn't a thing. Yeah. yeah, my my calendar. I went from getting one meeting ish a day to I had a new guy in business development, and he was putting six to eight calendar um, appointments in my calendar all on Zoom, and it worked, and we were getting so many things done ish, but. We weren't even being productive. It was just, hey, look, I could get all these meetings squeezed into one day. I could squeeze all these mm-hmm. meetings into one week because now I don't have to travel and now I don't have to do this and that. And I was I was sharing with you earlier today. This is my third meeting. Um, I was on two webinars before this. And so I'm I'm having like flashbacks of the Zoom withdrawal or mm-hmm. the, the Zoom overload and the Zoom fatigue. And it's like, get it together. You've got Tad in front of you. Do not, do not let it show. So yeah, the the digital marketing world is just it's transformed so much over the years, and and so coming back around to the continuing education. So mm-hmm. it, there were obviously you do something for an extended amount of time. What are some of the things that? And I mean, we'll we'll scratch the. Well, I always learn from my mistakes. I don't regret anything. But like if you were giving advice to somebody else and giving them suggestions, giving suggestions to your former self on lessons that you had learned from wrong turns you made at that time, still getting mm-hmm. to learn the lesson without the pain, what are some of the different directions you would have gone or recommended? Um, I think as far as CPE goes, um, I think I would have... Well, I know I would have for sure is I would have gone more uh, business to business sales than um, say like business to NCPA or IRS enrolled agent. And the reason is, again, it's like you were saying, we didn't know this at the time, um, largely because of the pandemic. A lot of CPAs have been provided their CPE by their firm now that weren't before. And so that is just a channel that we never really invested heavily in because the the logic was is that CPAs that are looking for CPE online are looking online. They're not looking. They're not going in and talking to their boss. They're not getting a card or a catalog in the mail, even though some providers still do that, which is incredible, but they still do, um, is they're looking online. And so we put all of our resources uh, into that channel. Now, that that had a, a good side and a bad side. The bad side was that, like I said, a lot of um, CPAs are now being provided their CPE from their firm and their firm is getting their, you know, is doing their in-house classes or doing their own webinars or whatever they're doing. Um, but the good side is that we have, while and it's kind of weird, while other CPE providers have struggled, we have struggled less because we were so online. I mean, I I can, and this is for all the SEO geeks out there. Um, we have gone pretty much strictly technical SEO um, with some content on our side, content creation on our side. Um, and that has basically kept us, kept our... Um, our struggles, if you will, half of what other companies that I've talked to are. And that is, I believe, because the pandemic forced a lot of people to go online that their firm didn't get their CPE for them. 
And you mentioned earlier that SEO has gotten more time consuming. It has gotten way, way more technical and more complex as well that I've seen. Because uh, I used to do my own SEO for CPE Think. It's one of the things back in the early aughts, I learned SEO. I mean, I was online, had to figure out SEO, how to, you know, how to optimize a page, how Keyword to get to rank. Back when uh, you know, th this was online back when CPE for CPE, for if you want CPE, this is the number one spot for CPE. If you're looking for CPE, look courses, no for online CPE. courses. Yes. Yes. All that. Yeah. Well, it has gotten so much more technical now that it would, to me, it would be a waste of my time because I'd be spending 24 hours a day doing SEO and I don't want to do SEO. SEO is incredibly boring and slow uh, and it takes a light touch. You know, you really, I mean, I can like to this day because of my background uh, and all the SEO, I can still rank videos usually the first day in Google, but will they stick? And is anybody using those keywords? I mean, there's all these other things that come into play, but it is still possible. But for the really high dollar, high traffic keywords, it takes time, period. It, and I'm talking months to go from not ranking to ranking. Uh, but anyway, we we um, we invested a lot of money and a lot of time, so got some professional help with that. And so now we do very, very well online. If you look on most any keyword out there uh, that has CPE as part of the phrase, uh, we'll show up on page one, page two at least. Um that's great if CPAs are online, but like the mistake I was talking about, some of them are just going through their firms. And so that is a channel that we're investigating and, you know, we're, we're, we're changing. And as I said, it has gotten to where it changes so fast and has changed so quickly that it's, that's just part of it. And for just for your listeners, anybody that's, that's out there is if you're going to get in business online, if you're going to do things online, the number one thing I could I could recommend to people is to be flexible and don't Absolutely. take anything personal. It <clears throat> has nothing to do with you. I mean, it is not your fault. It is not your, you know, you have to get this right. It is a learning and, a, and an ever-changing process. Just be flexible and keep moving. Yeah. And one of the, the great lines is just your marketing is always broken. And I, I was sharing with you, I love I was that. Sharing with you earlier, earlier on the, the show where, we're just random. Like there's nothing special about um, what's what's happening in our company today. Mm -hmm. And at when I shared it with you, we were tied for the most um, single website new clients in a day. The record was 15 and right now we're at 17. So on a new thing that we had figured out for getting um, firms into the door doing business with us and i could have stopped uh trying to improve and get better when we had sort of our first like aha moment which is mm -hmm. august of last year so um at the time of recording so it was uh, 15 months ago where we had our first like oh hey this works and if we just kept regurgitating it it would keep working ish until it didn't you know point of diminishing mm -hmm. returns but kept looking into how to get it better and better and better. And a lot of those getting it betters made it worse, but you don't know unless you're but you don't know until you or, until you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so on the part of taking it personally, I mean I've I've just come to the conclusion like nobody cares about me like at all. Like in in a uh like a chase scene in a movie 
where it's like Denzel like hunting down like Matt Damon, right? And there's like mm-hmm. a, a random like they cut off one car and it like crashes into the other and explodes in the background. Like I'm that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's no one, a very good... no one cares about that guy. Like I'm still part of it. I'm still a human with a backstory, but just. I'm not that important. Like I'll, I'll do well, what that's, I gotta do, but that's probably the second biggest lesson I've learned in internet marketing is it's not about me. It really, and you know, uh, and I and doing, um, Oh, affiliate marketing, private, what I call private affiliate marketing house, basically selling other people's offers, setting up funnels and, and things like that for them is almost everybody that I run into thinks that they have the greatest idea and they may, and, you know, they may actually have the greatest idea. Chances are, though, they don't and that most people really don't care because one of the hardest lessons I learned in marketing was that the biggest question people ask is what's in it for me. They want to know how it affects them, what it can do for them, what pain it solves, what fantasy it fulfills, whatever it is, it is all about them. And if, uh, your listeners are online and if they haven't come to this or if they haven't owned it, they may hear it because they like, I heard it for years, you know, and it's not the customer is always right. That's not even close. It's what they care about. It's what they believe it is. It's what they want. Um, once I, I mean, I heard it, but I still thought, Oh, but this is a great idea that I've got. You know, this is a great piece of software that I just built. This is a great training course. Nah, doesn't matter. It is how does it affect them? What is in it for them? If you can separate yourself to the point that you don't care. Uh, in fact, I have it on my my little daily sheet here. Um, one of the main skills that I worked at for years and years was to be outcome independent. Not care about whether I get it done or not. And that doesn't mean I'm not motivated. It means that I'm not going to be emotionally attached to the outcome because it's yeah. not about me. It's about right. them. Well, and, and you once I, once I did that, yeah, once I did that, everything became easier. I mean, it was literally overnight that I went, Oh yeah, that's why, mm-hmm. because they're, they want to know what's in it for them. That's the, that is the, that's the, one of the other really, really huge things that, um, and I still struggle with it. I mean, I still think I come up with the greatest mouse trap in the world and want to put it out there for the world. But, you know, I, I look at it and I talk to people about it. And then I think, you know, then I go into the exercise of uh, all about, um, you know, the prospect. What are they looking for? What do they want? Do they want a mousetrap? Do they care? Yeah. I um one, one of the things that I think a lot of people, especially small business owners, go into of, well, everybody else is doing it this way. So I'm going to do it, too. So, like, I, I saw other <clears throat> IT companies. And IT were similar to uh, to accountants, where we love doing what we do, but we hate the marketing aspect and the mm-hmm. the salesy side of things. Like we want to be so good at our job that people just knock down the doors because we're so great. Because we're 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 awesome, right? And that's what we've been taught our whole <laughs> lives. 
Like I was blown away when I graduated with a financial planning degree from a school nobody had heard of during a recession that nobody wanted to give me six figures straight out of school with no experience. <laughs> I was just like, what? I got Why decent not? grades. Yeah. Come on. You don't want to give me six figures, but but I went to college. They're like, yeah, that doesn't that actually isn't what we want. That's what college wanted you to think that we wanted so they could sell you college. But you know, so other IT companies, they'll have a oh, download like their lead gen, which was very poorly put together, would be mm-hmm. what they want you to want. So it's like, here are 10 things to consider when hiring an IT company brought to you by an IT company that wants you to do business with their IT company. And it's mm-hmm. like, that would be the wonderful thing for a prospect to download and look at and then come to the conclusion that you're the best one. But if I'm shopping for something, I don't want a buying guide from someone that's trying to sell me. And nobody's typing online buying guide from IT company on how to choose them. Like It's such an obvious thing. And when we had noticed that the IRS was forcing all tax preparers to have a data security plan, and there was no template, no guide on how to do it. And I had put together the first one, like there nothing existed online, which really upset me because I spent a week putting it together. And so we were going to sell it $20 mm-hmm. for this template, which honestly was a steal. And um, and then one of the partners we worked with, they're like, hey, just give it away for free. Like, I'm not going to sell this to people. Like, we don't know even if they want it. And then we started giving it away. And then there started to be a huge uptick. Nobody wanted to download the how to choose an IT company, but what's in it for me? Well, I need this security plan for compliance to renew my P10 to be able to do my job. And so Mm -hmm. we were offering them something that they actually cared about and actually wanted, you know, Mm -hmm. the fear of not being in compliance and here's the solution you know, that's when things started clicking and the gear started turning. And then people, Hey, here's a problem, you know, referring their friends without us asking for referrals. And that was really how we built. And then it was like light bulb. It's like, give people what they want, not what you hope that they want so that you can sell them. Well, you said it also, um, in in a way, another way that I've heard it said is, uh, I mean, you solve their bleeding neck problem. If, you know, if anybody out there has ever heard the about the bleeding neck problem in marketing is if, you know, if, if you're selling band-aids, you want to go to where people have bleeding necks because they're, you know, they're not going to care what it costs. They just want a solution. And that to me sounds exactly what you did. And it's exactly what we did back in 2004. I mean, it, there were no CPE providers back then. So we became one, you know, like I said, we were paying for paying five cents a click. We didn't have to work to have people come to our site. What a wonderful thing. Five cents. You know, it, click. <laughs> it, it was great while it lasted, <laughs> but you know, we didn't, we didn't stay, we didn't stay up on it. And so there was a period for about two years where we redid our website. We had to redo everything. Uh, you know, we, we didn't have any, um, we didn't have any of our site design uh, that took in, that took SEO into account. And, you know, like I said, clicks were five cents. Now they were $10 and we had no SEO. <laughs> so we were just, we were stuck. 
Um, so that was just, again, goes back, you know, stay flexible, you know, cause it's going to change. I guarantee you whatever's going to happen. It changes change. too much. And it changes fast. I mean, back in, in my consulting days, everything changed radically every six months. That was just the norm. And that was, you just knew that if you were going to be in the business, you just had to deal with it. You know, if you couldn't stay educated and continually educated yourself on the technology and, and things like that, then you should get, go get another job because there was, you couldn't stop it. You couldn't even slow it down. Well, it's kind of similar if you're, if you're, business is based on technology or based in technology, it's going to change. And just know that if you're not okay with that, then go do something else. I mean, because it, you can't control it and it's getting worse to me. Uh, things are going to change. So stay flexible. And then, uh, and this goes for any marketing, not just marketing online, but don't fall in love with whatever it is that you're doing with your widget or your, your offer or your service. You know, it's what the other, it's what the prospect wants. Like you found out it's what yeah. they want. And this is another thing that took me a while. Um, and I, I see over and over again in other people's um, solutions offers online is you have to give people what they want, not what they need. They don't care what they need. They care about what they want. If you give them what they want, then you can provide what they need and actually solve their problem. Because a lot of times people will, they won't see what they need. I mean, it's like, and I hate to use the example, but, you know, it's like an alcoholic. You know, what are you going to, you know, you're going to tell them, well, you got to quit drinking. That's what they need. It's not what they want. They want what they want. So you got to give them what they want, build the trust, and then provide them what they need and solve their problem. And then once you do that and you build that trust, you got a customer for life because they trust you. They know you, they trust you and you, you know, you're, you're done there. So you can keep going um, with that or to me, keep going with that model because that's, that's what it is. That's what works. Yeah. And um, a lot of times I'll see with accountant marketing on their website and it'll look nice and professional and things like that. And it's like, Oh, well, you know, we focus on honesty, integrity, and getting you the biggest refund possible. And that's mm -hmm. our distinguishing fact. And, you know, on the client side of who you're trying to attract, okay, you're saying the same thing that everybody, everybody else, has told else me. is saying. Yeah. But when you can speak my language, and I was I was just on a webinar like an hour ago, and um the presenter, uh Nate Haggerty with Tax Pro Market, brilliant guy, he was he was talking into um, what your website needs to say is it needs to speak to your client. So me as an IT professional would be a client for the accounting firm. And he was like, what you should be saying instead of honesty, integrity, biggest return possible, you should say, have you been burned by an accountant in the past? Do you feel like you're paying more taxes than you should, but you don't have any way to know whether or not you actually are? And he was listing all these pain points that I myself had felt as a business owner. And it was like, it's like, Nate, I know you're not an accountant, but like, I want to do business with you. I want you to be my accountant because he's, he spoke to the prospect and what their pain points were and the thoughts that are going on in my head. So yes, while I want you to stay up to date on the CARES Act and how to get the most 
PPP and idle and ERC, all these things. Yes, those are great selling point bullet points, but you talk to the IT professional and you say, what do you think about you know, how well I could do on your PPP because I've done a bunch on it. It's like, what? But you say, the government's giving away free money. You want me to you help? You want some? Yeah. <laughs> then it's like, oh, yeah. that, that it, no, that's a That's a, a great more. example. That's a great example. And I like what you were talking about. He was he was talking about about their websites is that um, is probably that's another thing that's changed uh, since I got started is that back in the day, you the selling point for websites is you needed an online presence. You needed a place for people to go. You needed to you know, show that you were professional, that you were real. And that's all still true. Sorry about that. That is all still true. But to me nowadays, the main reason that you want a website is to generate business. That's it. Absolutely. If you're not generating business from your website, then it's it's a cost center that you could better, probably better spend your time um, generating revenue someplace else. Yeah. It's a nice brochure, which yes, everybody needs one. You need to have one. But I mean- this is just sort of my own philosophy in just business. And I took the idea from um, Mike Michalowicz wrote, wrote a book, Get Different. And just, he says, you know, everybody's just going to look at things and commoditize it. And unless you're different, it's not going to stand out. So just stuff yep. that I do, for instance, like my business card, which I, okay. So like it's a square and it's on hard woods. Like this doesn't fit into anything. Like it's extremely. <laughs> annoying and yeah. you're gonna remember it and exactly it, yeah it's the most annoying business card that you'll get so like scaling new heights you know everybody's got seven thousand business cards and at the end of it a huge percentage of the people that i had talked to and most of them were vendors and actually people that have been on this show and they were just like yeah i was trying to put you in my business card holder and like your stupid card it's thick and I, I can't fold it to fit in there, but like I just kept looking at it and it's like, that's brilliant. And yes, it costs more. Like you can get the paper, whatever ones for like three cents each and mine are like a dollar oh, yeah. each. So yeah, it does cost more money. However, if I hand out a hundred of these and that cost me a thousand dollars and it generates two deals, it's a 40x return go. for me yeah. versus handing out a hundred that get lost in the mix that generates $0. I made 40 X and you actually lost a hundred dollars on, on business cards that didn't help you convert. So like with everything we do, try to have it be a little different and same with, with our website. And I've, I've had people, you know, employees cause everybody's an expert, you know, and oh, yeah. they're like, Oh, what, what we should do on our website is this, this, that, and the other. And I was like, the, the website's the, the second best employee in the entire company. So, <laughs> so I'm not gonna, you know, I'll, I will hear you out, but just one of the things that I've learned is, you know, if you don't have actual experience with the thing that you're giving advice on, like that can be a very costly mistake. And everyone's like, Oh, you should, you should buy commercials, you know, get on TV and get your name out there. And, and I'm, I've just, gotten polite with my ass. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll look into it. But in the back of my head, I'm saying, when's the last time you spent $40,000 on a gamble on something you've never done before? Well, that's that, what you're telling that, me. 
that's another good point about things that that I have noticed um, over the years is what has increased dramatically in the last few years is like you were talking about people giving you suggestions, uh, selling online courses on how to do this, how to optimize that, you know, how to generate leads online. Um, and it has gotten to the point that, you know, one of the first questions is, you know, how do you do it? Or are you doing it? Can you do it? And, you know, a lot of people, oh, no, well, I just heard somebody say this. Eh. You know, it's like, you know, who are you going to take? A lot of really good ideas. I just don't have the time to execute. Yeah. Who are you going to take financial advice from? You know, somebody that's a millionaire or somebody that lives under a bridge. You know, they both have ideas. But, you know, you talk to the person that has actually done it before and that has suffered the mistakes and the errors of their ways and, you know, the costs and things like that and learned. Um, And then the, the, you know... The other thing I guess is about that is that compared to back in the day, back in the day, you couldn't find education on how to do stuff online. Now you can't get away from it. Uh, There are so many providers of so much stuff. And one of the, one of the hardest things that I've found, but I've figured, or at least I think I've figured out how is how to select the the education and the training, the how-tos, that kind of thing for things that I want because I'm always having to learn something new. And so I go, I, I don't try to figure it out myself anymore. I go spend a few dollars and try to find somebody that's already done it. Um, and it's funny, the some of the better material that I've found is some of the lower cost. Um, like I don't buy the uh, if anybody is into shiny objects online and, you know, buying marketing programs and things like that online, I don't buy the two, three, four thousand dollar marketing programs online anymore. I'll buy, you know, a 20 or a $30 thing on Facebook or off this site or that site to learn one thing. Because if I can learn one thing from it that actually makes me money on my CPE site or in my, um, you know, affiliate marketing business, then it's well worth it. I mean, the return that I'll get on that is huge. Um, so I guess the, I guess where I'm going with all that is you, you do have to keep educating yourself. You do have to keep looking, um, but you don't have to do it yourself. In fact, it's usually for me anyway, it's not best for me to do it myself. Let's go find somebody else that's already done it and do whatever it is they're doing. Yeah, if you look at it's just like a general contractor, like the general contractor isn't always the one that's doing all the work. Like he understands the pieces and stuff, but he's putting all the pieces together. But he's not doing the grunt work and mm-hmm. he's making more than the person who is doing all the grunt work. Now you yeah. do need a foundation and you can't just follow everything blindly and take it from the guy that's lost tons of money just <laughs> spending as much as possible because it must be if it's expensive then it must be good it must be the best yeah well gosh when when covid hit right and everybody lost their jobs we put a uh position on linkedin uh for job post and we we called the position we called it director of strategic marketing just meant i need someone to run to do marketing for the company right, right? We got application. The applicants, it was crazy because everyone just lost their job. So the people applying for the director of strategic marketing 
at my company, which at the time we were just doing a million a year. We had like um, 11, 12 employees, something, something in that realm. And, mm-hmm. and we got applicants from the guy that just lost his job, the director of strategic marketing from Bank of America, the guy that just lost <laughs> his job from Ralph Lauren, Polo, um, McKet- McKesson, like the people that were applying for this job were so, so, so Disney, like just gigantic companies. These people just lost their job. They're like, I need, mm-hmm. I need a job. And we, it didn't have a, um, a salary in there. Cause it was going to be negotiable. I didn't realize who I'd be talking. You to. didn't realize what would happen when you open that door. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so the guy's like, yeah, well, you know, what's my budget look like at bank of America? I had $250 million in ads. <laughs> I was like, like, we don't even do that. Like Are you we're not kidding? close to kind of that. If you got rid of every expense and just all the money we made was free money, I can't get you half of a percent of what you're used to. And I'm going to guess you want to be paid a lot, a lot, a lot of so, money I mean, to, to do. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, everybody. And I mean, they, they could have been, you know, the best things and maybe something that, you know, I missed a giant opportunity. Glad things worked out the way they did. But, you know, they all wanted 250 plus um plus equity and things like that, which, I mean, I don't blame them. You know, it's like, hey, this position well, yeah. is all I mean, very, you, very important things. And then from once their I, perspective, you know, that's where they came from. Yeah. And, and that that's the other thing is people, people, people's version of reality is what's around them. True. And in marketing online, that does not help because mm-hmm. it's you're generally not a lot of times you are your target audience and that can be helpful or not it just you know depends on how well you can deal with it but generally when you're especially in in my business um uh, in the affiliate marketing work that I do um I almost never am in the market that I'm working in it's just not it just doesn't work that way so I have to as much as possible detach myself from myself to actually go do the research, to look at things, and to approach it in a way that I think they would. And those people that were applying for the job that you posted, I mean, they, they were thinking they were, you know, they were in their little environment and that's all they could see. And I get it, and, you know, and that's just, that's normal. But in marketing, you got to take that into account and not you. It's like going back to what we were talking about before. It's not about you. It's about them. Yeah. So just lesson learned. We we do put uh like salary range on it now. Just I spent a lot of time talking with I mean, just the most interesting people that had just lost their jobs because of COVID. And it was just like we couldn't even kind of afford. But then, you know, you getting back to spending top dollar. So I mean, what was still very top dollar for us at the time, like the highest paid person in the company was that position and didn't didn't generate nearly not even a fraction of what we needed and you know it all Mm -hmm. just it was bad experience so just because something's more expensive doesn't mean that it's better and you know when you're talking about in the digital marketing space i mean and this was super prevalent a couple years back but it still is we're just get click funnels. You'll have this funnel and then you'll become a millionaire. Like here's two comma club because, because don't don't get me started on click funnels. And so like the tool itself, 
absolutely, you know, but just because you have a hammer doesn't mean you can build a house. Oh, that, that is, that is the best analogy. And that is, I can't tell you how many people that uh, I have run it because before I have focused on affiliate marketing the last couple of years, I've always done it on and off, but I used to build um, marketing funnels, some websites, stuff like that for business coaches and consultants. And what I loved was I would get on a call with a business coach and they would say, oh, I've got click funnels. I just need somebody to, to turn it on. And I would just, nice talking to you. <laughs> Have a great day. We'll see you later. Right. Because that, that well, was that's a the huge, pitch. That was a huge sale. I will, I will give it to him though. Russell Brunson is a genius marketer. Oh, he's the, he's the Kennedy, master. They are, they are the people that I emulate, but the... The idea that just buying this tool is the is gonna only piece. Do it. That, yeah. And, and, yeah. And I did it, but and it's so hard to shake them of that understanding because a great marketer. Russell's, sold them on Russell's done them. his job. I tell He's you, Russell. Brilliant. <laughs> you know, they he are convinced. Sells you, he tells you how he is selling you while he is selling you. He's mm-hmm. like, see, I tell this story of giving all my money to someone because it means that you have to make an investment. So when I ask you for $50,000, it's just like the story that I already shared with you. You got to do that mm-hmm. to your clients and give me $50,000 now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And because he did it, they can do it. And if they'll just buy his, I mean, but he is the master. No, I mean, hands down, he, he and a handful of other people out there, but I really do like him. But he, he's just so believable. And he, the thing that that I think a lot of people don't understand about Russell, or they don't see it, uh, and this is just me, my opinion, is that he's likable. He's just, he looks like somebody that you want to be friends with. And I guarantee you, he Zero knows that. Pizzazz. He knows that. He is he, the most he, boring he, looking person. <laughs> <laughs> like, he he's just your so friend. So much that, of that like, stuff. You can... Like, I I know just from his books that he likes bowling, but like you could look at him and be like, you like bowling, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you've you've watched bowling on TV and like taken some pointers from it. But like, but that but he does he does an excellent job of he doesn't he doesn't really sell them click funnels. If you watch him, he doesn't sell the tool. He sells the result that they want to get. And and like you said, he explains that in his, in his training, in his marketing, he explains that that's what I'm doing. I'm selling you the result. That's what you got to do. You got to sell the result. You got the epiphany bridge is what he calls it in one of his books. I've read all three of them. Um, They're fantastic. They are. Someone someone on this show recommended it to me uh, like a year and a half ago. I was like, I hate Russell. I hate click funnels. I hate all that. Mm -hmm. And then I, the first one I read, uh, dot com secrets and the the forward was from Dan Kennedy and like magnetic marketing completely changed everything that um that we had done on the digital marketing. So the forwards by Dan mm-hmm. Kennedy and I was like, I mean, if he's endorsing them, then maybe yeah, maybe I ought to read this I, book. Yeah, yeah I've, I've gone through it. Every time I go through it, there's like an aha, like did did like the book gnomes like shift around <laughs> the words in the book. Cause like I've listened to this thing so many times on audible and like this never happened. I've never heard this before and then apply it. And then, you know, I mean, literally like the book I'm listening to on audible right now is, is a uh, com secrets. And, you know, like I shared, we, we have the um like our record on 
uh, our website sales today, just mm-hmm. a random day on a thing we launched uh, four or five days ago or Monday. Mm-hmm. So today's what today's Wednesday. So two days ago, we launched it and got a new Russell, record three days later. Thanks. Yeah. To- Russell has a, has a knack for explaining things. Uh, and it's super interesting, but and not to put him down at all. Cause I do love him. Um, but he didn't come up with this stuff. I mean, no, these are he, not his his ideas. Yeah, he he websites dead. Them. He mm-hmm. you know he rephrases them. He comes up with story. He is one of the best storytellers, and that That's is fine. another key thing that is huge online now that a lot of people may have heard of, may not have, is that storytelling. Uh, there's a there's a great book out there. We were talking about books. There's a great book out there called Story Selling that I highly recommend. And who's that from? Oh gosh. I'd have to go look. I apologize. I don't have it right uh, in front of me. But I'm it's on a computer. St- story selling. Story selling. Let's see. We got Nick Nanton. It's on Amazon. I'm uh, not sure. Um, J.W. Dix. I'd recognize the yeah the st- it's. Let's see. I'll. Oh, it's uh yeah, Nanton and Dix. It's that okay. one, the red one. Red one with right. the two guys on the front. All right. But that is a great book. Uh and it it just it, and a lot of people have touched on it. Brunson touches on it, Kennedy touches on it, is that we are built to to transfer knowledge by stories. I mean, we've had it in our DNA for you, you know, decades, generations, and that is what builds trust is bringing somebody into your story or getting into their story, having them see you be in their story. They, you build trust with them. And Russell is one of the masters at that. Also on that share screen, have you uh, read Donald Miller building a story brand? I have not. No. All right, then that'll be like my reciprocal. You should check that out because it's, it's very much the same of what, when you're talking to a prospect, it's not about telling them how great you are and that you're the best. Like they say in it, they say, look, you are Obi-Wan. You are not Luke Skywalker. Everybody wants to be Luke Skywalker. You have to be Obi-Wan. Luke needs you to defeat the Death Star. He can't do it without you, but you cannot tell him, get out of the way. I'm the hero now. Mm-hmm. You have to let the customer be the hero of the story and you're the guide that's going to get them to the final piece that they want. And if you keep that in mind with your with your copy and how you're communicating with your customers, that's really what they want. So I mean we used to, and I mean I just learned this over the years, you know, started the company nine years ago. And it used to be we choose this antivirus because it's the best. I spent a week testing them all and this one got the best protection and I downloaded malware samples on a virtual machine and blah, blah, blah. And the customer's just like, I don't care. That doesn't matter to me at all. And now I just say, I know you don't care about any of this stuff. I'm just going to make it work. Sound good? They're like, that's what I want. I just want it to work. (laughs) It's what they want. (laughs) You don't have to learn anything. It's all going to run on the background from us. It's just going to work sound good they're like yeah because what i want you know what the customer wants they just want it to work you know mm-hmm. the the irs is requiring these data security plans i could go into the details about every single sentence of it 
You want us to just do it for you and you don't have to think about it? Yes. Yeah. Of course, because that's that's the solution you're looking for. It's not, well, let me give you all the reasons why having us do it is better than your IT guy who's never done it before do it and blah, blah, blah. Let me explain the nuanced differences and why we're certified like this and they can't do that. No one wants to hear that. It's just, hey, look, if if you hire us, we'll just do it all for you. Sound good? You need it. You need it done yep. anyway. I'll do it for you. Sound good? Yes. What you want is the the compliance, the box checked for it to be done right and not have to work hard. But mm-hmm. once I discovered that that's what people that work with us is what they actually that is what they want. I mean, they do want you know the best of the best, and they want it at a reasonable cost. And, and you know, those are all facts. Of what people want, no one's going to say like, "Oh, I just want someone that says that I'll do it and not actually do it and just put garbage on my computer." You know, actually be good at what you do. But when it comes to taking them through the journey, I can't just be, "Well, I'm your hero, I'm your savior." You're you're the hero in this. I can just help get you to where you want to be. So Donald Miller building a story brand incredible book. and that's uh, that dawned on me that is one of the reasons or one of the things that we have been real successful at cpe think over the years is um getting out of people's way is one of the things i learned over the years is that cpas and rseas when they're looking for their continuing ed that they have to have to maintain their license that they really don't want they don't want to spend the time at it and they sure for sure don't want to pay for it is that if you can get them in and out as quickly as possible and as easily as possible, as painless as possible, that's what they want. I mean, that is our biggest, I think, selling position or proposition is that they can get in and get out. Uh, We don't talk to 95% of our customers. I mean, we designed the site uh, to be almost completely self-serve you can just look at it, figure it out, go get what you want and move on. And that's what they want. And they come in and they take their stuff, they get their thing and they leave. And they're happy. Yeah. Yeah. You get to be the hero, but you got to get out of the way. Yep. You know, in, you, in our situation, in our business, uh, that is by far the most desirable thing is they want they want to get it done. They want to, They want it over. They want it done. And that's what we try to provide. Yeah. You're, you're like the dentist. Your tooth hurts. You don't want to get it handled, but you also can't not get it handled. So, yeah. Yeah. Go to the dentist, get it over get, with. Yeah. Yeah. You know, get me to the other side. I don't want this to be painful. I don't want it to be annoying. Get in the way. Just. I want to get do- on the other side of Russell's bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he does a great job at that. So. Uh, the story selling Nick Nanton and JW Dix. I'm going to be um, getting into that one after my final, uh, not not final, after my third, fourth, fifth, whatever it is, iteration of um, of dot com secrets, which literally changed everything for me. Traffic secrets is really good too. It and, is, and they're all good. Yeah, all and then they all play good. together. Like he's, they oh, do. He's, he's smart. I mean, they are he's so just well done. so. He, he's. He's so smart. And 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 not only is he so smart, but you can execute on them. And I 
living, breathing proof that if you execute on the things they says, and I don't use click funnels, although I'm considering buying it just so I can be in the two comma club. Like, cause, cause I, <laughs> like, like I, I, little, I want, the, I yeah. want the black, I want that black like, man. That's cool. Like, I can pay $300 plus like buy the software for something that I could just make myself. Mm-hmm. There, there's no difference between actually getting it and just like buying like a knockoff on Etsy. It's not like anybody cares. Anyway, and you could but, probably find one on Etsy and you, you know, change up this or that. And it, yeah, no, you could yeah, do it, but yeah. no, I get it. I get it. Right. It's, it's like, what you want. Yeah. And, and that's a, and it's funny because I had emailed, um, I actually emailed them about it. And it's like a $300 application fee for, for a, something that would cost like 10, $20 to make. Mm-hmm. And, and I had emailed them and I was like, I had, instead of just saying like, Hey, I'd qualify, but I didn't do it using your stuff. <laughs> I, I, I did it the same way that they try to sell. Where like I told a story, and I was like, mm, "Our sales right. were down, back against the wall, and someone had recommended to me that I look into funnels, and I wasn't sure how it would work, but I gave it a shot. And the first couple months it was really difficult, but then it just all of a sudden clicked mm-hmm. and she was like, yeah, you still got to buy the stuff though. And I was like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like it makes sense. But like, I, I figured Listen, that's their business. That is their business. What they got. Right. Do. Right. Well, I, Hey, it, it is what it is. I know that I qualify and I, I did. I managed to, uh, to get there, which is, is a, is a cool accomplishment, not just like an ego thing, but also like the amount of people that I've gotten to help and like my employees, that get salaries and benefits and stuff mm-hmm. like that as a result of these things, which I also put in there. It's like my family like supported me, but like I wanted to provide oh, yeah. better things for them, which it's all true. But you know, it's like, let me try selling this through a store. And she's like, nah, buy it. She's like, gotta buy the stuff. Money, money, give me money. It's like, but I don't want to redo my whole company to use your product when I just already do it with my own stuff. Mm-hmm. So Regardless, um, Tad, I want to be conscious of your time. We're we're going super over, but it's it's so great talking with you. Uh, oh, it's where, fun. been fun. Been yeah, fun. where can where can people learn more about uh, you and learn um, uh, CPE Think? Well, CPE Think is just that CPE Think dot com. C P E T H I N K dot com. Um, like I said, we've been here since two thousand four. Uh, and you're more than welcome to come onto our site and do whatever you need or want and not talk to us. But if you want to talk to us, we've got uh, chat, email, and phone support. And we're really responsive and we do like talking to our customers. We just, most of them don't want to talk to us because they're busy. Um, <laughs> as far as the other stuff goes, uh, easiest is probably, uh, actually the easiest way to contact me and get with me is on LinkedIn. All right. I mean, just go to LinkedIn uh search for t-a-d-s-t-e-p-h-e-n-s just like on the bottom of the screen i'm one of the few tad stevens that are out there and you'll find me and just ping me send me a message and love to chat awesome we'll have we'll have links to that as well well tad thank you so much for being on the show and as always if you're curious if your it person is actually doing a good job you can go to tech4accountants.net sign up for a complimentary it audit there's no cost just to know whether or not your person is actually doing a good job or if you're doing it yourself, where are some of the areas that you may be weak. But Tad, thank you so much for being on the show and everyone, thanks for listening in. Thanks, Andrew. Great to be here. Thanks, everybody.
Thanks for listening to the Tech Talk for Accountants show. I hope you enjoyed today's guest. And remember, you can go to techforaccountants.net slash podcast to book a complimentary IT audit conducted by a technician certified by the AICPA in cybersecurity. Again, that's tech, the number four, accountants.net slash podcast.